Welcome to One Moment Wiser. I'm your host, Christy Bridges, and my guests share personal stories and wisdom to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. Let's get started. If you can just be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. then, and stop assuming, just quit assuming, be vulnerable, have the uncomfortable conversation. Yes. Then communication is so much better because you're not assuming what the other person is wanting. You're being direct, you're being vulnerable, and you're being honest. Isn't that how we're supposed to communicate? That is how we're supposed to communicate. And so when we're, you know, and if they don't want to do it with you, mm-hmm. if they if they just insist on being critical, they insist on putting you down, they insist on being defensive, and you can't really have a conversation, right. because if you're being critical, you're being defensive, if you're stonewalling, you know, those four horsemen of relationship, mm-hmm. if you're doing those things, you're not having a conversation and you're not solving anything. Right. And if you are talking to someone, let's say you're in a relationship that has been dysfunctional because you both have dysfunctional patterns mm-hmm. and you're starting to learn. Today we're learning that you can brain dump and get out of the obsessive thinking that you can ask a question instead of making an assumption right or judgment well mm-hmm. the other person isn't ready for that because and and so they continue to you know send you 45 bazillion texts <laughs> you know to to try to emphasize their point and get you to agree or they you know whatever it is they 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 have the obsessive tendency you're trying to get away from right mm-hmm. um then yeah it's possible that brain dumping could help them but if they're not ready for your advice that's probably not the time to give it um, and suggesting a little space mm-hmm. and honoring when someone else needs a little space mm-hmm. can help. Absolutely. And and it's not saying, um, it's not, it's not the hand, right? Yeah. It's not saying, I'm going to ignore you now. It's saying, I don't think this is getting us where we want to be mm-hmm. and let's take a break. And some people don't like that either. No. But I, the way I put it is I say, ask for a personal comment. Yes. Say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like this is not working. I'm feeling like we're not. So you're not going, you know, like you're not. You just won't shut up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not accusing the other person right. of anything. So they don't feel critical or attacked. You say, I need a personal timeout. Because I need time to process what what we have been discussing. Kind of process, I like that. And so if you do that, yeah, then what is the other person gonna say? I mean, no, sometimes they won't quit. But then you're learning more about the how much respect you have. Yeah. And a boundary. Let's just for the people who have heard boundaries but haven't seen what they really are. Mm -hmm. Let's just mention a boundary is not you have to stop this, right. right? A boundary is I'm going to go ahead and block my phone right now right. or put it in the other room. A boundary is is what I'm going to do to 
protect myself. Right. You know, when, when you live in a neighborhood, you don't wait for your neighbor to put up a fence if you want to keep your dog in. Right. right. So a, that, a boundary is something you put up to mm -hmm. give yourself the kind of space and health that you need. And um, so it's not a control of somebody else's actions. It's a control of your response to it. Right. Right. And the boundary is not for the other person to obey. The boundary right. is for you. Yes. So if they start crossing your boundary, mm -hmm. then you can say, okay, this is what I'm doing because you are crossing the boundary. You don't right. even have to say it to them. You just have to say, I'm not going to tolerate this or this is not the kind of conversation I want to have. And then you exit the conversation. Yeah. Now, will the other person be pleased? No. Will they like your boundaries? Fair Nine way. times out of ten. <laughs> right. Especially if you're in a dysfunctional family. And that is what has always been. And right. you're the one that is like the black sheep and trying to change things. Yeah. That makes a lot of like, you think you're too good for us and this and that and the other. So, like it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they do. They start right. pulling at you and going, no, you can't have boundaries. You've never had boundaries. I even had one client who said her mother said that um, having boundaries is not Christian. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> I did once feel that way because I didn't understand boundaries mm -hmm. and I didn't understand Jesus. Mm -hmm. But Jesus pulled himself away from the crowd to go spend time with God. Mm -hmm. Jesus, after crowds began following him just because he had fed people with a few right. fish and loaves, right. he confronted them about chasing him for food when right. they needed to be getting the spiritual food. He, right. he said something about it. Mm -hmm. And you don't read that throughout the rest of the Gospels, he started a soup kitchen. You read that throughout the rest of the Gospels, he grew more and more intent on giving people what he had come to give them, what they really needed that they didn't grasp yet. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I it's funny because I did. I actually used to think boundaries weren't the way I understood them. I didn't think they were. Yeah. Boundaries. There is a, even a book out that says that boundaries are not. Really? Yes. Fascinating. Yes. I came across that because the mother actually quoted that book. And I was like, that's such an odd thing to say. I need to find that. And so I started doing some research and I did. I found the book that had the quote and I was like, oh, okay. I find it interesting when people build entire platforms on missing other ministries. Right. <laughs> I have not personally read that book, so yeah. I can't say that what in it is right. not, not biblically sound. Um, but one of the things that they were talking about is unconditional love. And so if you love somebody unconditionally, you accept them as they are. And, and that and is you, very true. You accept them. You don't necessarily let them come in your house and run your life, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think when it comes to dysfunctional family mm -hmm. and toxic family traits and patterns and behaviors, sometimes you have to separate yourself from that. Not, maybe not forever, but until you're strong enough that you can have boundaries. 
Jesus because if not, you're not going to grow because you're going to stay in that same toxicity. Yes. They're going to trigger you. You're going to trigger them. It's going to be a back and forth. Celebration of everything toxic, right? Yeah. 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 And when you are trying to get free of that, sometimes it requires you to separate yourself. Yes. So you can grow in the Lord. So you can get what you need. Then you can go back and do it in a manner that is loving and kind and not hateful. Yeah. Jesus loves us unconditionally. God created every single one of us and adores us. Yes. But when Jesus was here on earth, walking around in a human body that is limited by 24 hour days Mm -hmm. and you know, certain amount of space. Right. He addressed thousands of people. He hung out with a dozen, maybe 20 something people. Mm-hmm. And when he went to pray, he took three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is wise to grant access to ourselves and our, the things that, that keep our lives going only to the people who respect those things and and can be a healthy part of that. And that doesn't mean we stop loving others. It just means that we decide how much of their actions are going to affect our actions. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, if there's friends that are pulling you back in the box, well, then maybe it's time to get new friends because, The old saying, the tell me the five people you hang out with and I'll tell you where you'll be. Right. You know, it's somewhat true. When you change the people you hang out with to the encouragers and to the lifters and to the people who want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Amazing how much your life changes. Kelly, I thought that was selfish. And I thought that was um, putting myself into a bubble. Mm. But what I have discovered is that we can give to others. We can lift others up if they if they want to be lifted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we can demonstrate, you know, what healthy is to people who don't yet know what that is. Right. But we also need a larger percentage of people in our lives who demonstrate for us what healthy is and who are present for us in good ways, in positive ways. Um, The people we can relax around and have some fun with or share our our issues with or just encourage one another. Yeah, because we are not supposed to be isolated Mm -hmm. and we're not called to do nothing but help. That's a good way to get burnout. As a human, dysfunction breeds dysfunction if we are not balanced by health. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed, Mm -hmm. but I know that it's easy to spend a full 24 hours without working out. (laughs) But if I put a workout into my day, it's still only half an hour to an hour. Right. Right. Uh, You know, so it's um, just human nature to let the the lower things Mm -hmm. fill our lives if we don't intentionally say, I'm going to be more active. I'm right. going to count my steps. I'm going to, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do whatever. Well, it's the same thing with our psychological health. If we don't intentionally say, I'm going to make time for the people in my life who don't actually need me, mm-hmm. but want me. 
right? I'm going to schedule time with people who I light up around. Mm -hmm. And I've had to do that because those aren't the people who are constantly calling and showing up and asking for stuff, you know, whatever. I've had to intentionally, just like I care about, you know, my physical body, I have to intentionally care about my spiritual and mental. Yeah, absolutely. And as a counselor, I really have to do that. Oh, I bet. Because I have people that I'm helping all day long every day. And it is very easy. And I know my friends don't mean to. But, you know, well, what should I do about this? Or what should I do about that? And I don't mind. Like the way I started our conversation today. <laughs> well, that's. But there's also plenty of conversations that we've had that have nothing to do with that. Absolutely. You know, that has to do with ministry or has to do with just hanging Stand out. Stand up comedy. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> right. So there's not, you know, it's not a constant pull. Right. But then there are people that are a constant pull mm-hmm. and I have to replenish myself so yeah. I can even be strong for the per- for the person who needs me. Um, I have to have friends that don't need me that are there for me and just to hang out with and have fun with and relax and grow and learn things from. If you're enjoying this episode, check out the One Moment Wiser Daily Devotions podcast. Monday through Friday, we take a quick dip into the Bible to enrich your connection with God, others, and yourself. There's Mental Health Monday to increase your self-awareness, Trade-In Tuesday to swap out old habits for better ones, Worldwide Wednesday to take our eyes off ourselves and pray for others. Thankful Thursday because gratitude is the key to resiliency. And Framly Friday when we talk about nurturing healthy relationships with friends and family. With each devotion, you'll be one moment wiser. Yeah. You know, that's actually a kind of a box that we can get into is in a relationship, we can become single functional in a relationship mm-hmm. um, and and see somebody as just the one thing, the one way that they have impacted our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing about them that we, that we notice. And that's the only way that we relate. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it actually takes a little care to, you know, if, if you have somebody in your life that you have been, you know, you've relied on for advice or you've only worked together on tasks or you've only uh, talked about your husband problems, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you have that person in your life that you actually want to nurture a healthier relationship with, then I have found it's helpful to start thinking, start noticing what they like. And, you know, maybe send them a little text. I saw this sign and it totally reminded me of you. Or I uh, was at Bath and Body Works and this smells just like you and I wanted to, you know, something you'd like. <laughs> so I, I grabbed it. Um, if you start to notice ways to lift people up or get them excited about what they are interested in, then you can actually add to the health of your relationship. Exactly. I like that. So um, let's see. We've talked about obsessive thoughts. So we've talked about... Um, 
the crab bucket and, and actually nurturing a healthy relationship uh, with people who are willing and if they're not with other people, right? right, right. Um, we've talked about a good balance, having people that you're that you are giving to you, but having people that give to you as well or or just give put you in a different place. Right. Um and, and with the people you're giving to, I just have to say one thing. Have you ever had clients who didn't really want help? Oh yeah. How effective were you? Um, not. Right. I mean, not really, because you say we need to do this or you know, we can talk about all you want to, but if we don't deal with the real problem, mm-hmm. you know, what is what is going to happen down the road? Like, I feel like you're going to end yourself back up here if we don't admit that there's, you know, right. other problems. And sometimes they're not ready. Yeah. Sometimes I remember they're just you, not ready. You talked about a couple who came to see you and they were ready to just call it quits. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, you could call it quits and start new relationships with the same problems mm-hmm. or you can fix the problems you've got. And, and they had to, you had to be clear about the fact that you had something to offer if they wanted that. Right. Um, would you purposely just pour into a bucket with holes in it? You know, somebody who's not willing to make change? I can't work harder than what someone else is willing to do. That's right. If I do, I'm going to run myself ragged. Yeah. And in the beginning, when I first started counseling, this is very common mm-hmm. because you're so excited to be doing what you finally have, you know, went to school for to do. Mm-hmm. And you're so excited about it and you want to see them succeed because well, that's a feather in your cap. And it also is helping your client. And you have all these answers. Right. Yes. Right. And just not willing. Yeah. And that does happen. And People is, think they are. They come because they're looking for someone to agree with them, thinking that they're going to, you know, that's going to magically make them. Right. Or yeah. they think if they, you know, talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about really not the problem issues, yeah. that, that gives them somebody to talk to, yes, but we're not dealing with issues. Yeah. And sometimes you have to build a rapport and you have to do the talk and talk and talk and not really get to issues for a little while. But eventually people don't always know what their issues are. You're like, yeah. Okay. We've been seeing each other for this amount of time and it doesn't seem like you're really interested in dealing with the trauma or you're not really interested in dealing with the behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do from here? Yeah. And then they have to really think about it. And then what I find more than anything is people who are really not ready to deal with it. And we talk about it and I'm very upfront about it. Like I'll say, you know, these are the steps that I deal with when we have trauma, this is what we do. And this is, you know, how it works. And some people are just not ready to tackle it and they just won't come back. And that is not a loss, is it? No, I used to take it very personally. I used to think, oh, I'm not, means I wasn't good. And what I have figured out is that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. No. I'm upfront, I'm straightforward, I'm very honest. And 
some people don't like that. Right. And, and, and I'm okay with that. And I've learned that maybe they need a different method. Maybe, right. maybe CBT is not right for them. Maybe they need EMDR. Maybe they need some other form of dealing with their trauma. And right now, that's the tools I have in my toolbox. So that's the ones I use. I am expanding myself and learning more things and more ways to handle, you know, deal with trauma and different things like that. But, you know, the way I, that I do it is very effective. I've helped lots and lots and lots of clients. Um, and I can't, I can't be upset because like, you know, personalities are not right. There's all kinds of reasons why you don't match a therapist. Um, Everybody's okay. at a different point in their journey and has different needs at the moment. And some people are right where you are, mm -hmm. and some people aren't, and that's not a loss. No, and, and like you know, with therapy, I try my best mm -hmm. to whatever they come into the office wanting help for is what I try to help them with. Absolutely. And a lot of times they don't come in saying they need help with trauma because they don't even know that it was trauma. Right. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the time, people come to you with symptoms, right? Right. Um, this is driving me crazy, mm -hmm. or I, you know, am grieving this thing, or I'm I in this relationship and they make me, you know, yeah. so mad. Yeah. Um, and you have to dig a little bit to yeah. figure out what's, what's triggering this, what's underlying that. Right. Right. And sometimes they're not ready to go any further. Yep. You know, and that's, that's okay. It's acceptable. Yeah. Because. It's like um, I was watching this, who was it, Jamie Lee Curtis interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were talking about alcoholism and when she decided to finally get help with her alcoholism. Yeah. And she said, they said, would you do it over again? Would you do If you had to do it over again, would you do it differently? And she sat and she paused and she said, honestly, I wouldn't be ready until I was ready. Yep. And that's true. You're not ready until you're ready. Now, is that a reason not to try? No, I don't think so. Because I don't think you know. Right. And I don't think you always know that you're ready. And if with the right therapist, if you have that right rapport, mm -hmm. they will hold your hand as you walk through this journey together and you won't feel isolated and alone. So what what you thought was going to be really, really difficult, it's not near as difficult when you have somebody with you. So true. So true. So. And you may not be ready to go all the way, but you may still learn a little bit about right. yourself. I have, I have, since I was, I think my first counseling was when I was 10. Mm -hmm. And at that time I had gone through some childhood trauma and the counselor, uh, you know, wanted to help me deal with that, but I didn't know at that time how it was going to affect me. Right. And so I was just like, oh, I'm better. <laughs> right. Right. And we talked. It was great counseling and I learned some coping skills. And I was like, yep, yeah, doing just great. OK, bye. And, uh, you know, when I'm 22, mm -hmm. stuff comes up and I had to deal with it again in a different manner. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout my life, different things that I have had to deal with have come out in a little bit here, 
a little bit there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not necessarily, um, you know, that I could go back in time and go deal with all of this now to save yourself all this heartache. Now, yeah. I think it's wise to get some help so you can save yourself a lot of heartache, right? Right. But sometimes we, we just have more to deal with that we don't know about. Right. Well, and it's okay to go back. Right. Um, Karen Duvall said something the other week that just was astounding. For me. Yeah. Um, she said, when you're being triggered, mm-hmm. that's when God is telling you, you need to heal. Wasn't that good? Oh, oh Karen Duvall and I thought, was fantastic. I was like, <laughs> out of all the therapy that I have done <laughs> and all the times I have talked about triggers, mm-hmm. that never occurred to me like that. Oh, just. And then I was so like, smart. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. God is taking you through this journey yes. and showing you where your weak spots are. And mm-hmm. so when you're being triggered, God is going, Hey, let's, let's heal this. Right? Let's heal this. And I think that's your body's way of also saying, Hey, I'm ready. Yeah. So if you're being triggered a lot, then you probably are ready to heal. You just don't know it yet. Yes. And along the way, you learn things that, you know, each time you try to expand yourself a little bit, each time you try to grow a little bit healthier, you're learning tools. You're you're equipping your tool belt, right? Right. You're for the time when you're going to go even further. Exactly. And when you're going to help others, yeah. because that's what got you into this. It was being able to deal with your own stuff and then being able to help others. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's amazing. I'm sure. so glad you do that. Yeah. Thank you. So do you have anything else that you'd like to share with folks today about, about these dealing with these specific things in this box? Uh. I just like to say that if you are being triggered mm-hmm. or if you really feel like you are stuck in a box, don't be afraid to reach out to get some help, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, even a friend, mm-hmm. even a spouse. It's somebody that you can at least share, hey, I'm dealing with this and I'm thinking I need some help. Um, because sometimes just getting it out, just allowing yourself to own your truth is all you need to do. Giving yourself permission to get help. And And understanding that needing help is not weakness. Oh, no. It is strength. It is recognizing that, hey, this is more than I can deal with on my own. I need somebody to come along with me on this. And a friend, a spouse, a therapist, um, pastor, teacher, most anybody would be happy to go with you. And, you know, you made me think of something. Mm -hmm. I think you're amazing. (laughs) If I were coming to you for counseling, I would I would be so glad. But you mentioned you're not everybody's cup of tea. Exactly. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So <laughs> if you get help and you don't jive with no, the first exactly. counselor you find, don't decide counseling isn't for you. No, find just, somebody else. Yeah. Now, exactly. If you found all the counselors <laughs> in your town and you're not jiving, 
might be you. But <laughs> <laughs> keep trying. Or if you're in a small town yeah. and you don't want anybody to know that you are going to get help, if you are in a small town and you feel like that there's no way there's confidentiality there or there's, you know, you don't want to go into an office, there's lots of help online. I work for BetterHelp and I absolutely love it. It's so private. It's so nice from the comfort of your bed. I've had clients literally lay in their bed and there's like, this is so amazing because I can lay in my bed and be comfortable and just pour my heart out. And then I can lay here and cry afterwards if I need to. It's okay. Oh, I like, like there's so many opportunities out there. So many online services. Like there's really no excuse for not getting help today. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. And God bless you too. If you uh, want to reach out to Kelly, then we're going to put her link in the chat. If you want prayer, then send me a note at info at onemomentwiser.com or just message me right here because I would love to pray for you. And if you have a story that you think would be great for one of these interviews or the devotional books, then let me know. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and join me for two-minute daily devotionals Monday through Friday at onemomentwiser.com. That's the digit one, momentwiser.com or on social media at onemomentwiser. If you have a story you'd like to share, I would love to hear it. Just use the contact page at onemomentwiser.com. God bless you.